This is Work of the Beat. It's Friday, March 5th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us as we break down the world of sports. What's going on around here? And right now, you know, a lot of things going on and not a lot of things going on at the same time. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I think, Mike, when we look at it, um, we, we've hit that point in the season where it's fair to gauge where the winner teams are. And you're about halfway through both schedules. The Sixers with a nice win on Wednesday night before going into the All-Star break uh, against Utah. Flyers last night with a come-from-behind 4-3 win after falling behind 3 nothing in the first five minutes. Um, and you got March Madness going on. So, or March Madness on the horizon beginning ne- really next week. March Madness just got canned because Villanova just lost their best player. I was going to get maybe in not their best player, but the heart and soul. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a real tough. Play. Yeah, I, we'll, I look. I we'll don't get know how far they were going to go. I I have no idea. They, but we'll, you know that you, you never want to see something like that happen. We'll get into Colin Gillespie a little later in the show. We'll get into the Sixers and the Flyers. May even get a Phillies point in. With the Odubel Herrera situation now becoming a legitimate storyline uh, to follow, um, whether he can win the center field job and whether the Phillies really will have a PR problem on their hands if they do. Uh, but Mr. Kern, how has your week been? I know you had a you had an interesting morning this morning, correct? I just got my first shot. Yeah. So so far, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, if God forbid, I don't feel well for a day, I don't feel well for it. You know, I think the second shot's the one where you yeah. more have to. Um, but hey, look, I'm just, I'm trying. I mean, that's, you know, all I can do. And um, I get my, I get my second on Wednesday of next week. So, um, yeah. I'm going to move to Texas because I like the way <laughs> the governors. You know what? And again, Kevin, I mean, look, me and you are more liberal than conservative although i think we tend to be at least listen to both sides and you're probably more towards the middle than i am i i would think i'm yeah okay but i mean i i and i know i come off that way a lot but i do see things from both sides and whatever why like why like why why would you now you're putting all the store owners in texas in, in the crosshairs because the ones that won't let people in with masks um, are going to get feedback. Mm-hmm. The ones that do let them in will get feedback. Uh, well, or you could get sick. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Like why? Like, and I, I see Fauci sitting there, and I know there's people who probably hate Fauci. Because, but and like, what is so hard about wearing a mask? I, I don't get this outlash. Outlash. That's not a word. Backlash. Whatever. Why? Why is wearing a mask so un-American? Why? why? I, I somebody has to explain this to me. Why your rights are being taken away? And I understand if you have you know, nobody wants to wear a mask. I go up and walk for an hour and a half every day. I have the mask on. Mm. Would I rather be walking without the mask? Sure, but I don't because there's other people in the gym. Um, I, I just don't understand. I, I'm telling you, and it's things like this that turn me against those kind of people. You know, you're talking about a state where the the um, song for the Texas Longhorns, the University of Texas, the eyes of Texas are upon us. Yep, it's is been now a controversy. coming under scrutiny. Yeah, and somebody wrote an email to the president, and I quote: 
I'm pretty sure I quote, if the blacks don't like it, they can leave. What the hell does that mean? I don't, and once again, this isn't, this is one email. Mm-hmm. This is, and the guy, I basically said something like, I'm not going to give you a million dollars. Like, you know, if those players don't stand up and say, what, what? If, if you don't like it, you can leave. Is that what America has come to? If you don't like it, Kevin, if I, you know, if, 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 yeah, if you leave, uh, that, that's amazing to me. It, it's just, it, it's amazing to, and then of course I know people who see the, the other side that everything now is so PC with the, the whole Coke thing that came down this week. And I'm thinking like, so polar bears are offensive. Wow. I'm just saying, but no, that's what came down. And, and, but then I guess you can make the argument that if it's a fit, like I'm German. Okay. If there was something that was offensive to me as a German, which I've never in my life came across, but if there was, if it's offensive to one person or one group, does that make it offensive? To everybody? Oh. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I, it's our, our, our world is becoming really, really hard to navigate. It really is. And it, it's, I don't know where it's going or where it's going. You know, I just know I got my little niche here in Northeast Philly and we do the best we can. And your little niche somewhere, some years going to be Clearwater, Florida. And, you know, that'll be good too. I even forgot what I asked you. <laughs> you asked me how my week was going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. forgot. I, hey, I, I had a thought. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you wanted to start with. I know you said we're going to get into the Sixers. And yeah. think about this. We have these two teams in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. Who are doing pretty good. Yeah. The Flyers are 12, 5, and 2, I think, or 12, 5, yeah. and 3, something like that. And, and I don't even and, know what the three And the bulk and the, the bulk of the losses have been against the Bruins. Yeah. And I don't even best. know what the threes mean anymore. I haven't known for overtime years loss. Before. I know. I, I'm just it, it confuses me because I'm easily confused. Um so okay, they're they're in the midst in a tough division. They're you know they, they whatever, um, and the basketball team is in first place. Yep. And granted, they're you know they're going to be neck and neck with the Nets probably whatever, and people don't seem like they're um, satisfied. And I get it. Oh, I, I, to, to, I think people are cautious. I don't know if satisfied. I think they're cautious. I think they know that the Sixers need to. Fix some holes. I think they well, noted the Flyers need to. Well, are the Flyers limited because you're going to have to face Boston at some point and you can't beat Boston? Well, the, maybe. I mean, we don't know if they're going to play Boston. They might. Right. I, um, I mean, look, I, I think one thing with the Flyers is the Flyers got away with Carter Hart being okay, not great. Brian Elliott's been the better goaltender to this point in the yeah. season. Um, But if you said to me right now, the, the Sixers are are not going to make any moves. This is the team they're going to have. Okay, do I think they're going to get to the final or win the NBA title? Probably not, but they could. There's no thing sitting here right now that says these Sixers, as presently constituted, because they haven't played with the full group a whole lot, okay? That doesn't mean they couldn't beat the Nets or couldn't. You know, and everybody's just assuming... And I understand last year, everybody got carried away when they had the game with the Clippers right before the All-Star break, mm-hmm. and they won. And everybody was like, oh! And, and, and I saw people, like, getting... Like, I didn't see the win over the Jazz the other night as any great thing. It was a nice win. You were at home. You were a three-point underdog at home to a, the best team in the league, record-wise. You needed a three-pointer by Joel. 
which is what an MVP candidate does. Mm-hmm. And, and you need Harris to take over in overtime. overtime. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, could they beat the Jazz in a seven-game series? I, I don't know. If they get to play the Jazz in a seven-game series, I'll be thrilled. Or the Lakers in a seven-game series or anybody mm-hmm. in the finals, I'll be happy. But I'm just saying, it's just, it's just I, I, I just get this weird vibe that, and I think they are going to make a move. I, th- I think, you know, they're probably sitting there. But my thought was, think about how down we were about the Sixers um, when they came out of the bubble. And how, when was that, like September? Labor Day weekend, yeah. Okay, so Labor Day weekend. Actually, no, late they, August. Late August, yeah. Okay, so they were the sixth seed. We were all disappointed that they were the sixth seed. Then Ben gets hurt, and then they get swept. And we're like, this team, what, what's going to happen? Are they going to trade Ben? Are they going to trade? Where are they going to go? And Houston, I, I, I think which happened first. I guess the Clippers let Doc go first, right? Right. They get Doc, and then Houston lets Maury go, and they get Maury. If the Clippers in Houston had just held on to those guys, where would the Sixers be right now? Like, who Trouble. would be the coach? Yeah. And would Elton still be? I, like, I, I don't know, but but they're in a good place, regardless of how this season goes. Well, I, I think the one thing they're going to have to do, I mean, look, there, there's the Kyle Lowry talk, and it's, if you're Toronto, are you giving up on Kyle Lowry? Are you? What's his contract status? I don't know that. I think he's got a, at least a year after this one. I think. Uh, let me check. I'm, I'm pretty sure he he doesn't have an expiring contract. Zach Levine, I think, has an expiring contract. Yeah, but uh, but I don't think Chicago Chicago's like fifth or sixth. Oh, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, but the people that people are talking about them getting, um, Chicago might be willing to deal a guy who might not fit into their future plans if they don't think they, you know. Kyle Lowry is on a one-year $30.5 million contract with the Raptors. So So this is his last year? This is his last year. Okay. So. Signed using the bird exemption, by the way. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know how Toronto feels about him. I, I, you know, I mean, does Kyle, would Kyle feel strongly about coming here? Um, And then if you're the Sixers, are you renting him for two months, or are you going to? Well, how do you how do you fit, try to sign him? Well, how do you fit? Um, how do you fit him into a? You know, how do you fit him in the cap already when you have Embiid and Tobias and? Well, you'd have to give you'd have to give yeah something back. To, now I don't know how how does a draft pick work if you give a draft pick? Like, does that? I, there must be a value on that, right? Um. Yeah. By the way, Toronto is eighth right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could work out a deal. There's got to be a way you could do it. How you do it, I, I, I don't know what would be involved because the Sixers obviously aren't trading any of their big three. Uh, I don't know if Danny Green would have to be a part of that. Um, I just don't know. I, but from what everybody seems to say is, he would be a really good addition for this team. And he's a veteran guy. Who, he was a warrior last year. I mean, that game six he had against the Celtics, I think, last yeah. year, he was a monster. Now he is getting older. And then, you know, you'd probably have to sign him in the offseason. What you could sign him for, I have no idea. Uh, does, does he Does he make you – does he put you over the top? I, I don't know. Well, I don't. here's the other part, Mike, and this is something that, honestly, I'm, I'm sitting here and, okay, if you get Lowry, then your front is set and then you can move green – and you can move back 
some of the. Well, you guys. have to trade somebody, Kevin. Somebody ain't going to be here. Well, no, I mean you're. But Green might be that guy. Green, I, well, Green could be the guy. To be honest, Thibault and, uh, you know, you would probably have to pair like Mike Scott and all that to make the yeah. salaries. There's work. a lot of people that don't want to trade Thibault. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I understand because I think that defensively they would worry about what, what they would be without Thibault. I think Maxi would probably be the guy at some point that might get thrown into that deal. But if you're the Sixers. I think the bigger concern is even if you don't get Lowry, you gotta you gotta add depth to your bench. I mean, even if it's you know blood and guts type guys, guys who you know come off the bench who you know I joked a couple of weeks ago about you know hey maybe maybe you call the Bulls about Archer Diacono at this point because yeah, but I don't th- I don't think to me, it, but it gives it, he's a guy who could come in and give maybe some minutes and give your guys but I don't think he's giving you anything much more than what you got. Yeah, you know, and if you have fair. to make a move, the, the way the Sixers have to approach this is twofold. One is, is there anybody that we can get that puts us over the top that we think makes us, like, for instance, if they got Bradley Beal, and depending on what they had to give up to get Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal changes. You know, he's a 30-point scorer. I mean, right? He's Zach Levine would probably change things. The problem is, if you're the Wizards right now, the Wizards are two games out of the last playoff spot. Are, yeah. you, are you giving up? But but do they want to be two games out of the playoff spot for the next five years, which is what the Wizards have been for the last five years? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't I mean, know. The, the, the way – right. What, the, what are the Sixers giving them? You know, are you giving them Maxi a first-round pick down the road and something else? It's probably what you'd have to give them. And I don't know if that's, you know, what I, – I don't know what other teams are looking for. The, the other problem with um, Lowry is, let's say you don't get Lowry. Right. What if uh, Boston does? Or what if my, you know, what if another team that right now doesn't look like a threat? You know, it looks like it's kind of a three-team race, sort of. But, you know, what if he goes somewhere else? What if he goes to Milwaukee? Or he, you know, the one thing Lowry does, I think, is just give you a guy who's still a pretty good player at an area where you kind of need that player and he's got a championship pedigree because he was on the team two years ago to want it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's – I mean, I don't know what that does. I, I I still think the Nets, if you put a gun to my head right now, I think the Nets are the team that's going to come out of the East. Right. But I think the Sixers are the second team I would put money on, which means, you know, it's going to come down to a seven-game series. And, you know, how do you guard them? You know, they're not going to guard Embiid. Embiid's going to score 40 a night. Uh, you know, well, right now, like the main guy who's out there in a strange way because of a buyout today by uh, Detroit is Blake Griffin. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and according to is that what you need though? Well, I don't know. I think it gives you another front court kind of figure. Right, but if you sign Blake Griffin, are you taking minutes away from Tobias at that point? Tobias is a better player than Blake Griffin at this point. No, but what I'm saying is, if you sign Blake Griffin, it might prevent you from getting Lowry. Could. Or some some other part. I don't know how much money they have to play with. All right, I, I but but the, to raise your point, the four teams interested in Blake Griffin are all, that he's all, considering are Golden yeah. State, Portland. All right, right, so if he goes west, that's not a big deal. Right, Miami and Brooklyn. I mean, if he yeah, ends I mean, up I, on I, Miami I, I or Brooklyn, it changes the game a little bit. Now, how the hell? See, you got you know more about it. How the hell can Brooklyn afford him? 
because like, he'll come in because most of his salary is being paid for, by uh, okay. by Detroit. So basically, all they have to do is pay uh, just a, a you know like a, a token, like uh, I guess the veteran exemption, uh, the veteran okay. minimum, and, yeah. and they can do that. You're allowed. They can, like, that, yeah. That's, gonna... I mean, because okay, Blake I mean, Griffin's getting paid out, so it doesn't matter how much money he's going to get. Whatever he gets is he's going for a contender. No, I'll ask you a real question because I'm not sure what the answer is. How much does Blake Griffin have at this point? I mean, I don't, uh, I don't think a lot. No, I don't either. But there's also the dynamic of he, he played for for Doc, right? The problem is it didn't end well when he when Blake left the the Clippers. Yeah, and yeah, you know, they they had signed him as a free agent, and uh, that might have been more of a management thing than a Doc thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I that could have been Steve, uh, him and Steve Ballmer apparently didn't get along real well. But if so. you bring him in, okay, is he your starting power forward? Is that what happens? Um, or does he come off the bench? Do you, I mean, like, how uh, would he? Who, who's he yeah, that's who is whose spot is he taking? You're does right. Does he make threes? Is he, is he a shooter? Can he? I can because they were talking about having a step out four, a step out power forward. It's about thirty three percent from three this year, or well, for his career. Bad. I mean, that's you know, for a big guy, that's not bad. Um, I don't know, Kevin. I, 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 I don't know what the Sixers are thinking. He's only thirty two, by the way. Yeah, but but I think he's an old thirty two. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of tread off the tire. I agree. He's had injuries. He's been around for a while. Um, he, he probably still has something left in the tank that he can give a team. Um, I, I understand why Miami and the Nets would be interested in him for sure. Um, but well, I think I, mean, I think Brooklyn is just compiling at this point. Like I, I don't know if there's a game a game plan. It's just compile names and see if it works. That's it. Well, what's hey look, they, they I have no problem with anything Brooklyn's done. They got whether it works or I mean, look, they they've got three dynamic scores, who one of whom's been out, and they're still winning without him. And James Harden is playing like an MVP guy. Um, the, what he's done there, um, as far as he's, he's going to lead the league in assists, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nuts. Um, and Kevin Durant, it, while he's not the Kevin Durant of two, two or three years ago, he's still pretty damn good. I, you know, I mean, he's still in the top five to 10 players in the league, probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're all in, but I don't think for the Nets. I mean, they got all those guys coming back next year, right? I mean, it ain't like this is a one-year kind of thing for them. Those guys are all signed for another year or two, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, they're probably looking at this. I I think the Nets – I have no problem with anything the Nets did. So, if if they're going to go out and, and try to get more, hey, go out and get more and then force the Sixers and the Bucks to do what they're going to do. I'm just wondering if you're Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers sitting there, how they feel about their team. Like, we can look at it from the outside looking in and say we think they need this, we think they – or that. I don't know how they feel about it. And Daryl Morey's M.O. is that he's going to do something. But, again, they're in first place. Um, The the thing that that concerns me most with the Sixers is a lot of what they're doing is dependent on Joel scoring 35 or 40. Mm -hmm. Now, they've won some games where he hasn't, which is fine. And – that's wonderful. If Joel's going to do that and th- through playoff and everything, um, I-, I think what's going to happen at some point is teams are going to try to do more what Toronto's did and say, we ain't going to let Joel beat us. 
You know, we're, we're going to let Joel, we're going to double-team Joel and make Simmons and Tobias and Curry and whoever else beat us. And I'm not sure that the rest of this team is good enough to do that in a seven-game series, you know. They might be. Who knows? I mean, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how this – and like you said, the biggest problem is when these guys become available, the Sixers aren't the only team looking well, at these guys. Well, and, and, you know, it's funny. I'm on the – the best invention on the internet is the NBA trade machine on ESPN.com. So – Lowry salary is thirty point five million. The Sixers right now would be over the cap if they acquire Lowry. Now, obviously, people get subbed off, but but they prorate that, right? I mean, they'd only be yeah. picking up like fifteen. But, but their right? but their cap room right now is thirty four million. Uh, they are over the cap by thirty to four. So because, because and, they signed their own guys, yeah. And so there's there there's wiggle room and there's all this, but basically. I just ran a trade through, and I look. I know this has no shot. It would have to be like a four for one trade, and it would be Danny Green, Mike Scott, Thibault, and Corkmoss to make the salaries add up. See, I just don't see if you're the Sixers, you're you're changing the whole dynamic of your team. I mean, you're giving up three guys who are kind of valuable. Yeah, I mean, or kind of part. I just don't see how how they can do that. And I don't think it's appealing enough for Toronto on any of those guys. Danny Green's an yeah, older guy. Corkmoss yeah. is inconsistent. Thibault's yeah. Thibault's maddening. I I think Thibault, but I'm just saying is, if you're the Sixers and you do that, mm-hmm. like how are you gaining? I mean, yes, you're you're getting. Um, the only way it would work is if you found a three team. If you found a way to get maybe a third team in there that could. I don't think I just don't think they can. I I think draft pick would have to be involved. Oh yeah, you'd have to give them. Yeah, a, but like but for the salaries, the match you may need a third team. Um, I I even think I just think they're going to have to because I think Maxi almost has to be part of it, unless Toronto doesn't like Maxi. Maxi doesn't make as much as Thibel. I know that, but I'm just saying is I don't think if you're the Sixers right now, you can afford to give Thibel up. Um, I hate. I know. I'm. I sound stupid saying that. I, I I understand what you're saying, Mike, but I think you're gonna have to. If you're gonna make that move, you're gonna have to make. You're gonna have to give Fiebel up just to yeah. make. But what I'm saying is, if you're gaining a guy in Lowry, and you're giving up three guys in your rotation, yeah. How do you do that? Like, I don't know. like how? If you're telling me, that you know what you end up doing? You end up with the Theo Ratliff for Dikembe Mutombo. You enjoy the immediate concert, uh, the immediate aftermath. And then you pay for it for like four or five years. No, but I'm not even talking about that, Kevin. I'm talking about this year. Yeah. You're talking about a team that you're telling me has depth issues. Okay, yeah. fine. But now you're going to give three guys who play, Fiebel, Scott, and Danny Green, mm-hmm. for one guy. Well, unless that one guy is a superstar, I don't know how you can do that because you're obviously going to lose. Now you're down two more guys on your bench. So your bench just got smaller. Um. You know, is that what you want to do? I mean, Maxie's going to have to get more minutes. Corkmoss is going to have to get more minutes. Um, that's dangerous, I think. If you're when we were talking about the whole James Harden thing, I think James Harden was worth whatever they were going to do because he's that flipping right. good. But and maybe the guy in Chicago's that good. Maybe Zach Levine, if you bring him in, I don't. I love Lowry. I, I you know he he but. You can't 
I, I don't just think you can disrupt your team that much. If, if you're talking about, like, Danny Green and Maxi, okay, they could probably work around that. And, again, you don't know. Toronto might say, hey, that's not enough. And, again, you know, Toronto's we, still – Toronto's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So, I don't see Toronto and Nick Nurse saying, oh, go ahead, well, take them. Yeah, no. and the other thing is they might get more offers than just the Sixers. They could. You know, um, this year's trade line, deadline is going to be really interesting because I think you're going to have a lot of teams looking for players like a Lowry or like, you know, it, it, it's, it's the same reason. Like, if the, if you're going to tell me the Sixers are going to get Beal without really disrupting their team, which I think is impossible, but if, if somehow they could pull that off, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, but if you're going to get Beal and give up like a start, like yeah. you know, a starter, get stuff, a bench guy, and a draft pick, then you're like, okay. Well, I mean, the way Tobias Harris is playing, look, Tobias Harris is not a superstar. No, okay, he's not worth a max contract, but he was in, you know, it's not his fault that he got that, but he's having a really good season. Um, so you know, you know, if the if the, if the uh, Wizards called you tomorrow and said, okay, we'll give you Beal. We want Tobias and uh, I don't know. Um, well, and what's interesting too, like what's all, what I love about this time of year, and it's a little delayed this year, both in the NBA and in the NHL, is you can get carried away with trades and everything. And, and you could get, you know, of, of potential trades and all that. And it's what makes it fun. But you're right. There's a real world part of this that you you know, if you're the Sixers, do you want to disrupt too many things, right? Well, now? that's that's the that's why Daryl Morey's like getting paid. I think bucks. I think for the Flyers, let me switch this. For the Flyers, it's easier to decide. We're gonna go make a little push here, okay? Because I think their area is their competition, like the Sixers' competition in the East is Brooklyn and maybe Milwaukee. And that's about it. Okay? At this point. Well, right at the moment. We we I mean, you know, that, that could always it change. It could change, but I would say those three are clearly ahead of Boston and Miami and Toronto and all them. Okay? Yeah. Sure. And the Knicks and all that. Yeah. Um the Flyers are gonna have to fight just to get into the playoffs. I mean, you got five teams in the in the East Division. You know, you got Boston. You got the Islanders, you got the Flyers, you got the Penguins, and you got the Caps. One of them's not making it. And you I think the Penguins got troubles. That game last night and the Flyers with the two games at hand. It helps. Uh, Penguins are kind of in a transition, but they're not in a transition mode. But it's in a way they are. I see it hard for the Penguins to overtake the Flyers. And, I could be wrong. But, like, if you're the Flyers, you look at your team, I think you have enough scoring. You're not touching the goaltending. It's pretty clear where I think they have to go, and that's going to be maybe doing another defenseman. And well, they could use a sniper because they, they don't have a sniper, but they're probably not going to get a sniper. I mean, that, that, that's been a problem for years, years. Is they don't have that guy you consistently say he's yeah pro. He's I mean, Proveroff from the point can give you some, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but what we saw last year was when they got to the playoffs. Because they didn't have that guy that they could count on, it, it causes a problem. Because then everybody went cold at once. Like, and then they couldn't score. Like, um, and, and I know, like everybody and their brother, like 
has been talking about how Shane Gostaspear has been so much better this year and his numbers are better. And yeah, right. Then I watch him on Tuesday night, basically give three goals away. And this is a trend with him. And so they have to upgrade that type of position. And I, I don't, I don't know what they do. I, I think they're almost in a strange spot where they have so much of a future because their minor leagues are pretty good and the depth they have, but they need immediate help too. And I don't know if they're going to be able to, to really make the move. I don't know. I, I mean, they got hurt when that defenseman re- didn't come back. Yeah, Niskanen. Uh, Niskanen. Uh, but the, the interesting thing with the Flyers is their window, like this, the Sixers, it almost seems like Maybe, not the Sixers are mid window. I don't mean that. But when you're in this position, when you're probably one of the best four or five or six teams in the league, and the Flyers might be too, for all I know, but I'm just saying, the Sixers can see that kind of, yeah, maybe this could be the year if we make the right move. Right. It, the NHL is always, you always see moves at the trade deadline in the NHL that nobody knows about because we don't follow hockey like we follow basketball. Mm-hmm. But there always seems like there's a trade at the deadline where, like, Pittsburgh would get a guy, and then in the playoffs he's killing you. You know, he's he's scoring like 10 goals. Yeah. And you're like, where'd they get that guy from? Oh, they got him from Carolina at the trade deadline. So, yeah, I think the Flyers got to be careful. The only thing is, Vigneault's MO is that he's good with the team for two or three years, years. and then he isn't. Yeah. So, if you look at it that way. But, yeah, the Flyers' future looks, you know, but they don't have that guy. They have They have a lot of guys who can score, but they don't have that, like, Reggie Leach guy or that, right. you know, John LeClaire guy. Um, and you know, Pittsburgh has them, the Caps have them. Um, I don't know about the Isles, I don't know. The, I, I remember that guy last year for the Isles was the, my favorite player, the guy that just skated around all the time yeah. with the puck for like 30 But spots. you're talking, you're well, talking like uh, TJ Oshi was that for the Caps, yeah, Oshi and then Ovechkin uh, and Latang. And Latang can be that, although I don't think yeah, he uses as much anymore. Sure. I mean, but Latang could and, be and, that and for the, the Penguins Boston's for years. Got, what Pasternick is that the guy that yeah. kills the Flyers? But again, I'll, you know, it's look. The Flyers have a chance if it, 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 it all comes. You know, if they get lucky in the playoffs and they play well, you know, because if they do get out of their division, you know, what's the Final Four going to be? I mean, right now it looks like Toronto, yeah. but I don't know if Toronto is going to. Yeah, you know, we see. Hey, look, hockey every year. There's all kind of upsets. I mean, last year the best team wound up winning it probably. Um, but yeah. but I mean, you you, you want to talk about like. The West is open. The Central, you would think, you would think Tampa probably is the likely team out of the Central. I you guess, guys, as long, as you got Vegas Toronto coming out of Canada, West. and and who who were you saying now? What is probably Las Vegas. Vegas? The best team in the probably West. Probably Vegas, yeah. Okay, and Toronto right or, now or Colorado. Colorado could be that too. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying is you know I mean the Flyers' biggest challenge is probably going to be getting out of their own division. Yeah. And, and you know if you get out, if you play Boston, you get it away from Boston. You can, oh. you can. I see. I'm not one of these guys that says because Boston's beating you like you know all these times that if you got in a playoff no, but situation, it's style you match beat up. Boston. It's a style I, I matchup. To me, the playoffs are a different animal. They don't match um, up against the. They, they don't, don't match up against perfection line. They don't. No, I know. Um, I th- it's know, strange because the, is no, nobody's going to give them a chance. Like if they go play Boston, everybody's going to say, "Oh my God, the season's over." Well, I mean, I don't know. 
Um, they wouldn't be favored. I know that. And, you know, Boston, the way it might work out is they might not play Boston in the first round. I mean, between so maybe, Pasternak. Maybe Boston plays uh, Washington in the first right. round. Between Pasternak and Marchant and, and Bergeron, I don't know if the Flyers' top line can match them for speed. Well, because because you look at Pasternak and he just skates through whatever the Flyers get. Get yeah, up but Rask is like 13-1 against them or something. I mean, but again, you get in the playoffs, you get, you know, the year when the Flyers won the first Stanley Cup, you know, I mean, Boston was this unbeatable team. And all of a sudden, Flyers went up there and won that one game in overtime on the Clark goal. And um, But but that's a generation ago, Mike. Oh, I know. No, what I'm saying is you can get in. Yeah, let's say you're playing Boston for sake of argument. But I don't even know if Boston would have home ice. But And maybe you win game one. You know, maybe it's a fluke goal or something. Who, who the right. hell knows? And all of a sudden, you know, it can change like that. Um, you know, and um, I, look, they're, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to figure out a way. I think the Pens are going to be the team. The, the, the Pens for them, that game the other night was a killer because that would have been really big for them. You know, they win that, and if they win on Saturday, they you know, you sweep them, you're right back in because the Flyers got the two games at hand. Which kind of makes you think, yeah, it'll get some kind of points out of those two games. You think, I don't know, you know, um, and I don't even know what their schedule. I mean, I guess they're playing old, mostly division teams. So, you know, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, here's a question for you because I've heard this post: if you get to the playoffs and Hart is struggling, do you, do you go with Elliot? I think you have to. Boy, man, I would. I'll tell you what. That, that, that would take some huge cojones. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, I mean, Vigneault does stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's not. And then, and then Hart turns into Carson Wentz. <laughs> Don't. Well, I'm just saying. You, I mean, you know the I'm rule. Car, if, I, if I'm Carter you, Hart, you know, you know the rule. You don't mention that name on here anymore. <laughs> if I'm Carter Hart. And I'm not saying he's fried. I don't mean anything like that. I'm not. And Elliot is not some 20 year old kid, you know. Who's, but let's say for the sake of argument, they end up playing Elliot, and Elliot plays well, and maybe they make a runner. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know how that affects Carter Hart, you know, because he's supposed to be the guy, right? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not the, the hockey maven to be, but you know, if, if or, or if, let's say you play Carter Hart. In the first game, and he gives up four goals. You know, I I don't you know Vino just seems like that guy that's going to like he he don't care. No, you know he's going to do what he thinks he's got to do, and that can be a good thing, and it can be you know it can have repercussions, which is probably why he wears out his welcome after a couple of years. Yeah, pretty much. But um, he's got him playing. He's got him playing. Well, I mean, twelve five and two is pretty good. It is. <laughs> that's not bad. Let me uh, let me switch. Um, let, let's get to Villanova. Uh, Colin Gillespie going out. I think. Look, you never project the team to win a national championship. You shouldn't. It's tough. Especially Nobody this was year. projecting this team to win a national title. No. But 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 you thought they had a shot to stick around for a while. They still might stick around. I mean, for a they while. could, but I. I Look, the expectations have to be dimmed a little bit here. Without well, Gillespie. I think what they need is Antoine to, um, and I don't know if Antoine has that in him, you know, because of all the injuries and stuff he's been through. 
But yeah, they're going. I mean, you know, you you it would be like um, losing Archie Diakono. Yeah, you know, it's the same basic premise. And, and it's it, it, it's so sad in a way that it happens in a senior year. I mean, you know, every other year you'd say, well, you come back and everything. And well, I, he could come back. He could come back, but I guess the Look, question you, is, do will you he? think Gillespie is going to get drafted? You know, I was actually going to check NBADraft.net to see if he was a second round guy. Okay. But if you're if you're him, and I don't know what his um, I look, I don't know what the result of this is going to be. You know, if he's going to have to get an operation, have a rehab, whatever. Um, I don't know what his academic status is. I, you know, I'm assuming he's a pretty smart kid or whatever. But maybe he just decides to come back. I mean, I don't know. He is uh, not. He is right now not listed on any uh, mock yeah, draft. and I wouldn't think that he's NBA material per se, but. I we didn't. We didn't Arch was. I was just gonna say we didn't think Archie Diakono was right. either. But but yeah, I'm I'm. But I'm just saying, if you're Colin Gillespie, does staying in school another year hurt you? I mean, I don't know. If you don't get drafted, what are you gonna do? Play in the G League or go to Europe or or do what you do or get on with your life? I, I you know, I'm assuming he wants to play basketball somewhere. Um, well, and, I'm just saying, and he, what's he gonna, might be back next year. I'm not. I don't right. know. And what makes it weird is because this also like ties in with Nova. You know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is right now projected to be a first round pick. Uh, sure, he, he's he's done. He's he's gone. Yeah, he's late but Seymour, first round. But, but the other two guys, Samuels and Crosby Roundtree, could come back next year. They could if they if they wanted to. I mean, it's like, I it's know. such a weird situation. Like you know, because of everything. You know, basically, these guys all got an extra year if you want it with COVID. You know, because, absolutely. Uh, so, do you enjoy it? Maybe you get to go to grad school. Do you? You know, I don't, don't know. know. I, uh, I guess it depends what your prospect jinx, is. If, by the way, if you can go to Europe and make money, and that's you know, some kids might be sick of school at this point. Um, but every team, yeah, you know, I was doing a Temple football preview for Athlon Magazine. Um. And the SID was telling me everything has changed with recruiting now. Yeah. Because all the kids can come back. Almost every kid, every kid on your team. Temple lost like eight guys via the transfer portal. They got eight guys. Penn State, the same thing. Every school. So now what do you say to high school seniors? You know, you can only give out 85 scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole world as we know it, and, and since I don't cover it on an everyday basis right now, I don't really care. It is what it is, what it is. But you know, technically, if if Gillespie, Samuels, and Crosby Roundtree all come back, what does Jay do with his scholarships? I mean, I don't know who he's recruited for next year, who's supposedly coming in, um, but this might create problems that the NCAA probably has addressed or might have to address. I don't, I don't know, but it, you know, um, maybe Colin makes a really a good recovery and says, "Hey, Jay, I'll come back and go to grad school." Yeah, I I don't know. I I. You know, I don't know the kid, so I don't know. But I'm I'm sure he didn't want his career to end like this. Um, but again, well, I, and, and it even changes going in the next week. It changes the way you look at them, maybe for the Big East tournament. Because, and what's well, let's there's the other side storyline when you get to the Big East tournament. And by the way, I want to rail on the um, Atlantic Ten for a second after we're done here. But um, the Big East tournament. Would have been a Villanova Invitational, I think. A lot of people thought, okay? No, no, Creighton's pretty good. Okay, Creighton is the one team. Well, Creighton now is not going to have Greg McDerm- uh, Craig McDermott uh, right. 
because uh, he he's been for a. Uh, uh, an insensitive comment. He's at least out the weekend. I would imagine he may be back next week, but who knows? Uh, he may be, he may not be back at he all. May not be back at all. Yeah. And you got Nova I, I, and you I got mean, Nova yeah. without Gillespie. I mean, it's a, uh, it is wide open. I mean, maybe UConn, maybe. I, I, I don't think it matters because the big East stinks. Um, um, big East, I think still have five yen in the tournament. I don't care. The Big East stinks. The Big East has stunk. Not stunk, but they, they, look, it's been a one-team conference for the most part. Other, I mean, other teams have had their their times, but it's Villanova. I mean, if it wasn't for Villanova doing what it's done and winning two national titles, I mean, you know, but that's okay. That's, yeah, Z- Xavier's not, I, Xavier hasn't been bad either. No, but what I'm saying is they've had their moments, but over the last five or six or seven years – for as long as the conference has been the conference in this way, it's been Villanova's conference. They've been the ones that have been out there. Um, I, know, I think Xavier made a final eight one year, um, but basically it's been Villanova or bust. Um, you know, and in the years when Villanova went out in the second round, the Big East probably didn't have a team playing the next weekend, except for the one year when Z- I know Xavier one year made a run. Um, and this year, I, I think college basketball stinks this year for the most part, um, but. Look, I, I look. I mean, now does Villanova? Want, you know, we know Jay well enough. He wants to win the Big East title. He loves that crap. But I, at this point, I just don't think it matters much. I mean, they're going to be in the tournament. They're probably going to be a three or a four seed, I guess. Maybe if they win the Big East, they'll move up to a two. But I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, but they could, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all all. If you're Villanova, all the. Uh, Spirit's been taken out of it, and and the thing with Creighton, you know, with with their coach, I mean, geez. By the maybe way, maybe some other maybe some other team winds up, maybe a Seton Hall or or a a Xavier. Right. A slight correction, by the way. Uh, Lenardi has four in from the Big East. He has Creighton, Villanova, UConn. He has Xavier in, but Seton Hall out. So right, they're, but they're both kind of on the bubble. on the bubble. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, that, that's about usual. I mean, but I'm just saying, it's it's it. You all of a sudden you have a cloud cast over your tournament because you know one one of your candidates for player of the year, or first team all league, or whatever column would have been, he's not. You know, he's out. Uh, it's, it reminds me of last year when the Creighton kid got injured, but then we never saw because the Big East tournament got canceled because of the COVID thing, but. You know, that was the big story last year was that Creighton was pretty good, and then their point guard got injured, injured his knee, and they didn't know how long he was going to be out. Uh, and he be, he had a really good game, I think, against Villanova the, the first time when they beat him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the situation with the Creighton coach, that that's a huge deal, man. That's, you know, he he's made them into a fairly good program. Um, I don't think he survived it. I, I, no, I don't either, but. I, I you know, I and, and. I, I, why would you, and look, I mean, I got to know Greg McDermott a little bit. I, I love the way he coaches. I think, why would you say that? Like, couldn't you have said, just said, instead of using the word plantation, couldn't you have said farm? Yeah. I mean, is that that hard to do? It's not being aware of what the circumstances are right now. In Or, or Kevin, he's an underlying racist. More of that. See, the, the problem with racism is, and I'm not, a, I don't know Greg McDermott. But when you say stuff like that, whether you, you meant to say it, 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 le- it leaves the impression that you are 
Well, it leaves the impression that it's in your mind or, mm-hmm. or it's, it's like, again, I'm not, I'm, but, but when I heard what he said and I understand it was, a, why would you use that word? I, I didn't understand. Like I can't, I know. I but, can't. And I'm sure he said, but, but I'm just saying is I've never heard that word used. No. I mean, when was the last time you heard that word used? Really? It, I hate saying know, I hate I saying it because we we both like Myrtle Beach. I mean, the only time I've ever heard the word used is when is on a golf course. Was on a Myrtle golf Beach. course in Myrtle Beach, right? I mean, I just I, you know, but if you're if you're making a statement to kids and you're a 55 year old guy, or you're not talking golf courses at that point, no, right? But don't you just say, hey, we gotta yeah. we gotta get in a foxhole together, yeah. or we gotta you know get back to the farm together? Let me let me let me rail on the A10 for a what second. The A10 dude got you so upset. I don't think I've seen in the age of COVID a dumber decision than the A10 forcing LaSalle and St. Joe's. Did I miss this? To go play in Richmond their first round playoff game for a tournament that then they play in two separate arenas in Richmond, right? Okay, right. But the final is going to be in Dayton in a week. What do you mean? Like, explain this to me. Today's the quarterfinals of the A of the A ten, and they're in Richmond, and they're in Richmond. Okay, the semifinals are in Richmond Richmond tomorrow, and they just take the title game to Dayton. The title game will go to Dayton, I believe, uh, a week from Saturday or Sunday. Okay, I I don't have an answer for you. I mean, but why is that absolute dumbest? Well, no. but, no, but you started this off by saying... Well, in the age of answer. COVID, like, I just think the idea of a split tournament is ridiculous. And well, they had that first-round playing game when you have, basically, you could have had this in Philly and not have to worry about COVID exposure. Just well, didn't make the sense. The, the only... Yeah, but why would they have had it in Philly? I don't understand what you, why why would they have had it in if Philly? If you're going to go, like, have it in split sites, then just have it in home sites at that point is what I'm saying. Well, I don't know if that's any better or any worse. I mean, it, so LaSalle or St. Joe still would have had to go somewhere yeah, because they would they would have been the road teams. They wouldn't have been playing in Philly. Well, no, but, but it was the 10. It was the ten it, they played each other the other day. Oh, I get what you're saying. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Kevin, I'm no, no, sorry. yeah, I am. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Is you could have just said to, and the winner would have had to go somewhere. They would have had to go to What's Richmond, right? So, okay, so, so why put two teams through travel them instead of just one? Because I think they they're probably just trying to say to the other eight or nine or ten teams that had to go to Richmond. You know, we're not extending them some kind of yeah if, if if the other nine teams can go then LaSalle and St. Joe can go I guess was the point now why they're having a championship game at a different like they used to do that back in the early 90s right they would come to Philly and then and go then, to the home site of the highest remaining seed exactly um which usually was UMass back in those days um wow like why they're going to Dayton with no fans I I I have no clue is it because it's closer to Indianapolis to get them? Well, why wouldn't they just have their title game this week in Richmond? I don't understand. Like, why? I, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, there's got to be a no reason sense. why. Uh, unless it's about the CBS deal. Could but, be. Uh, but if it, if that's the case, 
you hate saying it, like work it out with CBS to see about playing on this Sunday. Kevin. I know. Kevin. Kevin. I know. Now, you don't know because you just said it. You don't go to CBS when CBS is paying you the boatload of money and you're the A-10 and say, by the way, we want you to switch. No, 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 no. doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way in sports. They're going to have an Olympics in three months. Ah, that's true. Why the hell you're holding an Olympics is beyond my comprehension. And I understand there's athletes who have trained their whole lives for this moment. I get it. Okay? But, God forbid, push them back to 2022. By 2022, I'm guessing, have two Olympics in 2022 like they used to have. Okay? And why? But but come hell or high water, they are going to do this. Because that's the way the world is. Why is the NBA having an all-star game? Uh, it's ridiculous. Right. Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spotlight the historically black cow. The black, great, just give them a check. Yeah, write a check. No, the reason they're doing it is because Turner wants the Turner wants. Yeah, exactly. Just say that. Just come out and say we have a contract. We're, there's lots of money. No, they give you these five reasons why and this and that and the other and, and it's it's just just say it. What is wrong with saying there's a lot of money involved here? We have to do this because there's a lot of money involved. By the way, I'm I'm actually reading the A10's press release on this uh, on this whole schedule thing. They right. adjusted it, moving the majority of the men's championships a week earlier, March 3rd through 6th. Entire women's championship the later a week later to March 10th through 14th. Men's championship final, which will air on CBS Sports on Sunday, March 14th, will be hosted by the University of Dayton. Like 10 has been impacted by COVID-19 schedule disruptions as many conferences had. The league is implementing risk mitigations and protocols on both championships. Reordering the championship dates allows the A-10 to reschedule a series of key matchups during the final two weeks of the regular season. Tipping the men's championship on March 3rd provides additional play dates and flexibility for the league to adjust for any unforeseen COVID-19 interruptions. doesn't mention why, though. Uh, due to, here you go. Just they, I guess they were committed to Richmond anyway, so. Yeah, but why? Look, look, I I don't know. There, there, there had to be a. I don't know. I don't know why you just didn't hold it next week. The women's I, championships are next week in Richmond. Yeah, but okay, whatever. I I don't I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, it's just it's it's you know whatever. It doesn't sure ma- it doesn't matter to us anyway because St. Joe's and LaSalle are both right. Gone. I I just don't know why. Dayton came into it unless well I guess obviously Richmond wasn't uh Richmond didn't have space next week I guess women are going to be that's probably the reason why and then they probably picked the site now why you pick Dayton I don't know maybe Dayton bid on it or something there's not gonna be people in the stands so what's the difference I mean the ironic thing now here's where you would have had a problem but obviously not. let's say St. Joe and LaSalle had made the final and we're playing each other yeah. At that point, would you have asked them to go to Dayton? I would have had to. I guess you would have had to because you're locked into the spot. Yeah. That's right. But I'm just saying at that point, I think somebody could have raised a hand and said, hey, wait a minute here. This makes no sense. But look, you know what? I, I, I don't care anymore, Kevin. They're going to, the, the, the whole thing, you know, we're going to have an NCAA tournament. It's going to be in Indiana. And, you know, you just cross your fingers and say, okay. Let's hope that, you know, I, I understand they're trying to do the best they can. I, 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 I totally, but at some point, just know that every single thing, whether it's college, pro, 
whatever, it's done for money. As long as we realize that, that's okay. Yeah. The NFL is a big business. The NBA is a big, you know, big business. Um, the Olympics are a huge business. You know, what goes into all that? Um, you know, but Hey, our, uh, our final topic and it's the Phillies are at spring training and Adubo Herrera is part of the crew that could win the center field job for the club. Um, at a homer. Yes. Yesterday had another hit. Phillies are Phillies are looking at this. Now he has one year left on his deal before the Phillies can buy him out. Obviously the domestic violence situation still is hanging over. He has apologized both publicly and to his teammates. Um, and the Yankees have a similar situation with their pitcher, right? German. German, yeah. German. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? You're just third person that's asked me that question in the last two days. Um, I have mixed feelings. First of all, I've always been kind of the believer that you should get second chances. I, I agree. Like, you know, I mean, as much as I deplored Michael Vick for the whole dogfighting thing, um, when he paid his, he did his time, he, and I understand that's the culture he was brought up in. That doesn't excuse it, right? Whatever. And when he came to the Eagles, I realized, you know, that was ten years ago. Um, I think domestic violence is is is, you know, on the list of horrible things. You 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 abuse unless the woman's coming at you with a knife, you know, and you're and she's going to kill you. Um, a child, a woman, a pet, a dog, whatever. You know, you, you can't abuse things that, no, that right. can't defend themselves. Um, but again, um, his girlfriend seems to have forgiven him. I don't know if that – I think I would feel better about this if he were on a new team with a fresh start. And, and, and that's one thing I've, I've kind of come around on. I think he deserves a shot to go somewhere else. I just don't need him on my team. No. And when we talked to Matt and when we talked to Matt Breen about this a couple of weeks ago, we had mentioned it. Look, I think it would be good for Aduba Herrera to be honest to go to another team. Um but he can't because you know, unless they unless he has trade value well, and somebody says we'll, well make he, you a trade for Aduba Herrera. Or or even if the Phillies released him. And, and the baseball's rules were so set up such where you can't basically have a double jeopardy where a team has to hold on to a guy. If he's been punished by major league baseball, which Herrera was in the second half of the 2019 season, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is kind of asinine. I, you know, I don't think a team should be forced to hold on to a, a guy as long as they're willing to pay the contract off. I don't think a guy, they don't, they need to hold a guy onto a roster if they want to, but baseball's rules have been set up that way with collective bargaining and they've done it. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, my my Here, here's the, here's well, the my yeah. my thing was I didn't think I didn't think his play would be after two years a, a, a good enough to make him a, a serious consideration. Um, well, he's only played two games. I mean, let's let's no let's no no, push no. The, but let's it all, the brakes a little bit. No, I know, but, and, but and I agree. I I get it, Kevin. But what I'm saying is he's played several games, and he's hit a home run and made a good play. Okay, we've seen that out of him before. You know, he would have, he had a month where he was like the best center fielder on the planet. And then, you know, what it all comes down to, whatever sport you're talking about, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If the guy's hitting 350, you'll give him a chance. Yeah. If he's hitting 220, you won't. Antonio Brown was on how many teams last year? Well, he was on Why? one. 
Why? Because he's Antonio Brown. Yeah. If it was Joe Schmo from Kokomo, and he did what Adubo Herrera was accused of, and apparently did, um, he'd be gone. It'd be simple. And this is again, it's all about you know what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And it was just like when Michael Vick came here, and there was people, and I know there was people that were still against him, even, but he came here and played well for mm-hmm. a while. So all of a sudden it was like, okay, Michael Vick's okay. You know, and I know people like Ray Didinger, for instance, who just, you know, who's a, as much of a dog person as I am, who just would not forgive him. And and I understood that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, but once again, when the guy throws four touchdowns, it becomes less of a problem. Yeah. And that's the society that we live in that is it helping your team win? Oh, he's help okay. He's a mass murderer. Okay, well, we won't go that far, but I mean Oh, he did this. He did that. You know, I mean, look at look at Hernandez, the tight end from, you know, New England. Uh, that went Florida. How many times did he get in trouble at Florida? Yeah, you know, everybody turns their back. I mean, I, I, this is going to be a weird one to bring up, but O.J. Simpson was a wife batterer for years. Yeah, kept what his happened? job with NBC. Was, yeah, he was O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and I'm not saying. That because he, he was a wife batter, that necessarily means he murdered Nicole. Although, you know, I mean, I would believe that. Right. What I'm just saying is this is the world that we live in. Um, but OJ was OJ. So if if a guy who is like an all-star gets in some kind of trouble, whether it's wife beating, mm-hmm. drugs, you know, whatever, um uh you're you're probably going to get more of a chance. I mean, I think it's real interesting. What's going to happen to Britt Reed? Yeah. Because um, it, it sure looks like he's guilty of something, right? I don't know this, but from everything that we've read, and I understand these things take time sometimes, but why isn't this guy, like, in jail? Or why hasn't he at least been... Why well, haven't why, let's, take the pro- let's take the process so long. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I understand. you got to get the blood results. Yeah. Okay. But he admitted to the officer... Okay, I had a couple of drinks and I'm on Xanadol or whatever he, he was on. And and he hits this car. Nobody's denying that he hit this car. Okay? And this the little girl apparently has is going to have issues for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's Andy Reid's son and all, and I, f- I feel, but, sh- and I know the, t- the Chiefs have distanced him. You know, but shouldn't, I don't know. Uh, you know, if that was you or me, We'd be oh, jail. my God. Yeah, I, where's Kevin? Oh, you won't see Kevin no more. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, but it's it's. I have. I'm telling you, he's going to end up being their star. And and again, let's say the Phillies had a center fielder. Let's say for the sake of argument, you know, Hazley had played well last year, right? Or whatever it was. They wouldn't be looking at a Dubo Herrera. No, nah, they. This would. is all because the Phillies have four center fielder candidates, and none of them are that good. Including Kingery, you know, they gave a contract to, including Moniak, who was a, the number one pick. You know, all, I, I'm telling you, Kevin, I don't have anything to base this on. I think Carrera is going to be their opening day starter in center field. And if it's not him, I think it's going to be Kingery. I, that's just my, I think Kingery is going to be that guy that plays 15 positions again. Yeah, and and I don't think that's good either. I mean, he, I Heasley's going to be out. Heasley's apparently going to be out four to six weeks. 
uh, with a hamstring issue. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I, I wasn't aware of that. No, um, I saw that well, actually. Let me ask you a question. Can the Phillies get rid of Segura, or is it because nobody wants him in his contract is is what it is? Both. Like, And they don't have a legitimate – what? They, no, I, but, but no, I mean, Kingery's a second baseman by, by, by trade, right? I, Mike, I agree, and I think that they held on Segura just in case they needed to move Segura to th- – short or put them or th- at third, third or whatever. Yeah. There's so many moving parts with this team, but I still think they're in better shape than they've been in a couple of years. I, I would not I wrote, disagree with that. I wrote well, about, well, it I wrote, can't be worse than last year, right, Kevin? With no. the, I mean, with just the bullpen alone. No, but I wrote about this. Actually, I'll give a free plug. I wrote about this on Philly voice uh, today. Um, Pretty much the idea of this is a really critical year for the organization. I mean, you, you have, you had last year, which was a wash. You're in year two of Girardi. You have year three, your year three of Harper. Um, and you're at a situation where next year you don't know what you're going to be because of the collective bargaining agreement. So you need to get there the might fan- not be baseball next year, right? You need to get the fan base fired up. You need to well, yeah. If there's a fan base, <laughs> well, and, and that's another point. I, I know. What I, you're no, but there, that's another point. It's the Sixers, and this gets back to what we talked about at the beginning. The Sixers and Flyers look like they're opening a championship window or a window of contention. Sure, the Eagles are still the Eagles. They're going to be right. awful, but they're still the Eagles. Yeah. So the so the Phillies are in this no man's land. They're not brutal. They're not good. So. What are they? And well, the over under is eighty and a half, so go bet it. Think, Angelo's all in with the over. Ricky Ricardo I, said Ricky Ricardo said about eighty five, eighty six. He I, thinks I go eighty four. Well, the over under is eighty. Yeah, eighty and a half. So, but, but am I, I am I super confident of them going eighty four? No. But see, I, I just can't. See I've been them burned too much by this group. Seventy nine games. I can't. I, because that would, to me, would be another failure. Oh yeah, you know, I'm not saying they got to make the playoffs. I'm well, not and, and, and that's the other part of it. Them. You know, there was a report yesterday in the Athletic that there's only going to be five teams in each league that make the playoffs. That they're going back to the old system uh, for this year. Okay. Well, they're not going to have an expanded playoffs. Well, if you go by that definition, well, you got your three division winners, right? And yeah. the two wild cards. One of them you think is coming out of the West with either the Dodgers or the Padres. Yeah, yeah, probably. But 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 I'm just saying is I don't think you can be a after what they've been through the last nine years or ten years whatever it's been and the way last season ended when you should have been in the playoffs despite the bullpen you still should have been in the playoffs Noel or Wheeler should have got you a win in the last week or whatever. but if they go like seventy eight and eighty four this year or something that that with Girardi and with you know with Dombrowski kind of running the show not that I expect miracles this year. That I just don't think that cuts it. You need to, I, you need you need to take a step forward. You need to win. Look, you need to have a winning record. Yeah. You need to get to like 82, 83, 84. I know that's not a lot. It's a difference of five wins, maybe. But to me, at least that makes you a more legitimate team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the Mets are going to be. I don't know what the Nats are going to be. No. I mean, in a perfect world, if the Phillies get something out of their bullpen. If Eflin is that good third starter, you know, if if they don't get too many injuries, you know, maybe they're a team that can win 87, 88. Maybe they can be the second best team in the division. Maybe. I don't think so right now. 
But we know baseball takes weird turns. You know, um, like I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I, I think like the, realistically, they're playing for one playoff spot at this point. Yeah, you're probably right because San Diego and LA. You're right. Right. For, yeah, you're right. So I'm not sure the playoffs are the ultimate judge here. It's a how much progress did you make going forward? And if yeah. that's the case, then you got to get the 86, 87 wins. If you fall just short, you fall just short. I'll you even have to take keep like 84, 85. You have to just keep somewhere over. I don't want to see them win 78 games. No, you have to keep I, I people just, entertained all summer. You do. Yeah, I, I can't take you. Know, I need, look, there's a lot of things that you're watching. You can boom, have a good second year. You know, after the first year, mm-hmm. uh, what's Hoskins going to be like at first base? You know, is he going to come back from the injury? Uh, Ria Molto, I think, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be Ria Molto. Um, what does your left fielder give you? You know, is, is, is he I, done? Yeah. My biggest thing is I want, I don't need Bryce to win the MVP. I just want him to be a little better. I want him. And maybe that's what he is. Maybe he's a 30, a hundred, two sixty guy who played, you know, and maybe that's him, but I just think when Philly signed him, they were signing him with the intent of being a little bit more. Yeah, what? And maybe to, that's not fair. You know what it, ought to scare you? Oh God, what? what scary is he's having back issues at twenty eight, twenty nine. Well, hey, look, the center for the Sixers has back issues. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, that's the problem. Yeah, Joel Embiid has four years left on his contract. Bryce Harper has eleven. I know. Um. But like I said, at the time they signed him, nobody was complaining. Yeah. No, nobody, because that's the way, you know, they, they I mean the Padres five years from now, maybe the Pod, tribe, Padres will, you know, think, boy, we shouldn't have signed Tatis. I mean, I, you know, he looks great, you know, and, but when you sign guys for these kind of contracts, it, I mean, I think, look, I, I'm not knocking Bryce Harper. I think he comes to the ballpark, gives you everything he's got. He's a gamer. Um, but at some point, He's got to lift the team a little, and yeah. he does it at times. He'll have like that three-week spurt, you know, where he where he looks like he's you know one of the best players in the game. And mm-hmm. but then at the end of the year, you sit there and go, okay, you know, yeah, he's pretty good, but these five guys were better. Yep. Or yeah, and that's you know, I think you're right about one thing, Nick. I think it's a really interesting year for the Phillies because we could be sitting here because we don't know what's going to happen. The Flyers could make a run. Yeah, the Sixers could make a run. I mean, maybe they don't, or yeah. maybe only one of them does. But both teams should probably be at least in the second round of the playoffs. We think the Flyers might have a tougher time getting to the third round. But I think if the Sixers don't get to the Eastern Finals this year, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yep. So, and like you said, the Eagles are the Eagles. I mean, yep. and that won't start anyway. Till by the way, has anybody seen Nick Suriani? Is that how you is that his name Suriani? Uh, I... uh, no, nah, it's Sirianni. Uh, okay, I mean, really, is he in the witness protection program? And I'm not saying it's their off season; it's his downtime. I I get all that, and and it's COVID. So, but I mean, we heard from him once, and it's been like a month. <laughs> we haven't heard like we haven't heard. No. I, I don't know. <laughs> It is a. It is such a mess. It really is. I don't even want to get into them. We'll we'll touch oh, on that next week. Hey, I know what I want to ask you. Okay. I, okay. So everybody's worried that the Eagles might take a quarterback at six or whatever they're going to do at six. Okay. All right. So every time you read these mock drafts, okay, there's a team moving up. To, there's all kind of teams moving up. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And last one of the mock drafts I saw had, I think it was New England moving up to seven yeah. to take Mac Jones. Okay. Okay. And then Carolina also took a quarterback at eight. They took the kid from North Dakota. Yep. So five quarterbacks going in the first eight. Yep. If you're the Eagles, don't you have to call Carolina and say, hey, Matt, you can move up two spots to make sure you get a quarterback. Because if we take a quarterback, you might not get a quarterback. Right. I mean, and, and you don't have to give us, like, you know, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, because we're going to pick eighth. But, you know, maybe you get something out of it. Maybe, my, maybe you get a my, future Mike, first. Or, Mike, you're, you're, you're implying that they actually have a plan on what they're doing with this, and I don't well, think they do. Well, I, I think, look, I think they do some things. I'll give Howie this. I think what they're trying to do with the cap now and restructuring some and I know that mm-hmm. might hurt you in the future. I think there's things Howie's good at. Yeah. I don't think he's a total boob. I think the draft has been very boobish. Okay, right. we would all agree on that. But I'm sitting here watching all these things and they're saying, well, what are the Eagles going to do? And it's like and I think it was Elliot Shore Parks was on Angela and he said he gives him like a fifteen percent chance of taking a quarterback. Okay. Well in a draft where there's five quarterbacks, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And they all might go in the first seven or eight picks. And you're the Eagles, and you decide you don't want a quarterback. You can move to eighth and probably still get the same player you want. Want it, right. Why wouldn't – and, again, maybe they're doing this. I like Mike, I, Mike, I don't know. I've given up but I mean, trying to figure I, Am I an idiot for, for thinking that? No. No, it's perfectly logical. But Okay. Because if you're Matt Rule – let's say you're Matt Rule sitting there at eight, right? And there's always there's all been talked to about maybe Matt moving up ahead of the Eagles, but let's say you're Matt and and you want you want a quarterback. Depends so what five depends what quarterback you want, right? Right. And New England, well, Matt's going to get the last one unless he moves up. Probably if if the rumor about New England moving to seven is true, and that might not be true, but okay. Um, but again, let's say for the sake of argument, Fields goes off the board at four. Mm-hmm. So you have Fields, Wilson, and and Lawrence gone. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're, you and you call Matt and say, "Hey Matt, you want to move up two spots, and you'll have your choice of Lance or Matt Jones. And we'll take the eighth pick, and then we want, um, God, I don't know, a second rounder, and and may, maybe two second rounders, or maybe you can get a first rounder out of them. Maybe you can. I don't know." But get something, you're still going to get a wide receiver at eight. Now, you may not get the guy from LSU, but you may. You may end up with the same player. So if the Eagles keep the sixth pick and take the wide receiver, I'm just saying, let's say they take the wide receiver from LSU and then Matt gets his quarterback anyway, what did you gain? You see, the one thing, and obviously free agency, I think, begins a week from Monday. So, I mean, that's going to be something we'll keep an eye on. The Eagles have no room. No, um, not for anything that's going to get you excited. excited. Uh, and obviously they they've re-signed Brandon or they've re-signed Kelsey to a new deal. That it sounds like Brandon Graham's going to have a rework deal. Um, please don't bring Jason Peters back. By the way, please, please, please. No, don't not bring after him. what he said on um, on no. the podcast. No, no. Um, he ain't coming. I mean, you know what they really need is they need. They need to just weather the storm. They really do. Well, they're, they're trying. They're trying to right. restructure contracts. They're trying to, you know, I mean, they. I think they're not stupid. They realize the spot they're in. Um, 
But the, the primary question is, do you believe in Jalen Hurts enough or or are you willing to give him a shot to show you what either has or doesn't have? Well, and because if you stink next year, you could go draft the quarterback then. Although they say there's not going to be this wealth of quarterbacks. I don't know that. I don't know. What that's every about. year. That, that, that's an every year. Oh, this quarterback, you know, honestly, right, would anybody some, have years, had, some years are obviously better than right. All. Would anybody have had Mac? Uh, look, everybody knew about Lawrence last year. I get it. Right. Would everybody, right. And Justin Fields was probably a, a, a top guy last year. Would anybody have projected last year that Mac Jones would be a potential top 10 pick? No, no, but again, but, but Mac Jones might suck in the NFL level. Wow. Like we're, we're just assuming that if Jalen Hurts isn't good this year, the Eagles will take a quarterback next year. But what if you take a quarterback that's no better than Jalen Hurts? It's a fair point. Like, of these five quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know that two or three of them are are probably not going to be that good. Now, who you know, I would think Lawrence is probably going to be good, but you know, do I know about the kid from BYU? Do I know about the kid from North Dakota State? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. It's, if it's just the Eagles' Trey. luck that Trey Lance will wind up being what they thought Carson Wentz was going to be. You know, that, knowing the Eagles, um, I don't know. What, I like Mac Jones. But again, I don't. Do I think Mac Jones is Johnny Unitas? No, but could he be a, a good quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, with the right, with the right team, the right system. Right. But there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league anymore that are like, like Jimmy Garoppolo is a great example. I mean, you know, he's a good quarterback. He went, he took, he went to the Super Bowl. They almost won the Super Bowl. He was the heir apparent, you know, in New England if he hadn't got traded. And now he's like, eh. You know, Goff, same thing. Went, same thing. You have all these quarterbacks who are kind of like, yeah, they've been good. It's I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if is Joe Burrow's career now screwed up because he, you know, he took that shot on the knee. Who knows? Is Dak Prescott's career messed up because of his thing with his ankle? Um, it's it's hard, and that's why when you get one, you're, you're just you're so far ahead of the ball game. It's like. You know, look at Buffalo. A year ago, if I had said to you Buffalo, you would go, ah, Josh Allen. Ah. Yeah, I know. Now he's like one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the freaking league. Yep. We got to we gotta go. Um, we're back next week. We're going to try to do two next week. Uh, obviously, this it's been slow, but things are starting to pick up again. Um, the NCAA tournament started. We're hoping to get maybe somebody to talk Sixers. Maybe we'll give Mr. Pompey a call or Mr. McCaffrey a call. It'll be interesting to see what the um, – the ratings are in March Madness this year, as opposed to what they would normally be. I'm just curious because it is going to be different. Well, ratings have been down across the board on everything. I know, I know, I know. And, and um, I, I know what the surefire solution to poor ratings will be. Uh, that's the NFL draft hosted by Mike Greenberg. <clears throat> hey, look, you know, they, they had to get somebody to replace Trey because Trey's not there anymore, so... I mean, Greeny's, look, I, I, there, there are times when I like Greeny. There are times when I think he's, you know, an idiot. There, there are and no he, times I like Greeny. None. Well, no, there, I mean, look, he's not, you know who Greeny reminds me of? And, and I mean this in a, in a compliment, like a comparative way. He reminds me of Michael Barkan when Michael was doing Daily News Live every day. I understand. And there was a time when, when sometimes I, I would be like, Michael, it was almost like, and it wasn't Michael's fault. It was what they wanted him to be and what they wanted the show to be and evolve into. And I would say it's almost like he became a caricature of himself. 
And that wasn't Michael. I because yeah. yeah, we we talked to and I think Greeny, they want him to be something. And they had no, the show where he's got no, all these. This is why I parts. this is why I don't like Greeny. What what he did to his partner in Golic is unforgivable. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I, but like I didn't like, like on when that show, I there's too many times when Greeny's an idiot. Yeah. And you know he takes a stance almost to be the idiot. Yep. Like almost to be the contrarian guy. And I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. But the job that he has is not an easy job. No, it's not. Mike's job on Daily News Live was a hard job. Yeah. To corral. And he had everybody sitting right there. Yeah. You know, Greeny's Greeny's on a screen now. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, I I hear what you're saying, though. And you're not wrong. No. I mean, it'll be. Michael Michael also Michael also knew how to ask tough questions. Greeny's never asked a tough question in his life. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but I, but he, he asks questions. I don't know the, the whole jets thing gets annoys. Yeah. And Gre- Greeny's always the guy that wants to create controversy. Uh-huh. That's what he wants to do. I can't wait he for that number create. two pick. Oh, my jets. Oh, my jets. Yeah. Oh, my but jets. He, he even take the jets out of it. Every story is the biggest story that ever happened. Yeah. And, 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 and daily news live was a little bit like that too. You know, you had to create whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and but now think about this: you're going to have Greeny and Kuiper on the same stage, and Mick Shea. I mean, are they going to be on the stage, or are they going to do it like um, like they did last year? I have no idea. How they do it last year? Like they they were they were all like they Wingo were all Wingo was place. in the studio, and everybody else was at their own homes. So. Man, that's hard to do a show like that yeah. for that long. So it'll be McShay, Mel, Reddick, be the other person. Reddick, Reddick's good. I love I, like I love Reddick. Lou Reddick. See, I like like in in a in a scenario like that. I like Booger. I think Booger was just so miscast when they put him on the foot the Monday Night Football. Just like Tessa is a Tessator. I'm pronouncing his no, name. Wrong. I'm not a Tessator guy either. So. No, but he. But I still think he was miscast on that. The I, whole. In fact, I'm not the biggest greasy fan in the world. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I think. I'm, I'm telling you, and you know the guy that that just gets me going is Orlovsky. I mean, come on, Dan. Like, and I and I, and he makes some good points sometimes. He's but he, it's it's the, all about Dan. The it's person, all about, you know, the person, the, per- oh, the person you know, who should be hosting their coverage of the draft is Susie Colbert. Susie would be good. Why doesn't she? Why don't I don't know? know. I she no does, clue. She does like the interviews, right? Some of the interviews. Okay, they they have Lisa Salters. They have a ton of other right. people. They have, you know, honestly, you could go Samantha uh, Samantha Ponder could do it. I don't. I, how about how about Rutledge? She could do it too. I'd rather see any of them. I'd rather but see, see they, Steve Levy. Don't want, but see, they don't want to see them because Rutledge would never. You know what Greeny's going to bring to the equation? Yeah. You know, somebody will draft somebody third, and he'll he'll come into the big. Oh well, you know, um, boy, this is and he'll throw some scenario out at you yeah. that that has no. I mean, he, what I used to love when he did the show with Golick was. He would be trying to make a point, and he would even admit this has no chance of happening. But and he would beat it into the ground, sure. to where Golik would just look at him and say, "Would you shut up?" Yeah, already. Um, uh, and, you know, yeah, it'll, it'll be. Uh, but you know who? What I won't be watching very much of it. So no. once it gets past the six pick, <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. done. <laughs> I hear you. You know, wake me up in the second round. <laughs> All right, Michael. I will see you next week. Okay, just remember this, Kevin. Whoever the Cowboys take at 10, 
will probably be better than whatever the Eagles get at six. <laughs> true, true words have not been spoken. All right, thank you, Michael. Okay, babe. All right, thanks to you for joining us. We're back next week. Hope, you, hope you've enjoyed it. This has been Work of the Beat. Well, you went uptown.